too rich for who y'all just got rich again who grips the mic and likes to kill their friends i've never been the type to make amends if shit was at a eight we like to we like to we like to this is that front drake right yeah. here too. if shit was at a eight we like Ron to drake. make it ten one descended sin i'm going up all the way drake a ton of shit, i don't like to talk when there's nothing else left to say drizzy by the drop the game is in disarray i tell you hear me out but we both know end of the day your sister is pressing play your trainer is pressing play your wifey your wifey your wifey I personally I feel attacked. Your trainers pressing play. Yeah. Max said they only bless when they attach to you. The only dead beats is whatever beats I've been yeah, rapping to. Yeah, this is the to. one. Uh, and the product is still the best though. After it's the push of tea. City because I said it is. So. Push of tea was state, man, the argument was happening like and presto. he had a Why whole album and then last minute was like matter, it's coming out next Friday. It made it a double disc. As luck would have it, I've settled into my role as the good guy. Just made a whole second side. album in one week. I guess luck is on your side. All seven. <laughs> Way no to bounce back, right? Easy, get some hey. shut <laughs> hold on, hold yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everybody? We are here. A new episode, Two Truths Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Robel. My brother Phil to my right, to the left of you guys if you're watching from your screens. What episode? Four, five, six. Four, five, and six. Whichever one that is, Kyle, you'll you'll make the edits, all right? Listen, guys, it's been long overdue. It's been a while. We miss you. We're glad to be back in front of a camera. Miguel is gone for the week. We're going to hold it down for you, Mike. Um... But yeah, shout out to all of our listeners, first and last time. Shout out to our uh, sponsors that we don't have. We're working, we're working big deals in the background. We'll get it together, Phil. Man, you got any big ticket items you want to address in terms of sponsors? Spin Drift, is it Essentia? Who is it? Do we want them all? Do we want them competing? I need Spin Drift. Spin Drift. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer? The Spindrift Arnold Palmer. That's right, what I mean. on, right, That's on, what right on, right on, right on, right on, right on, man. Well, welcome to episode four of the Two Truth Podcast. Again, like I said, my name is Robel, and this is Phil. And uh, yeah, man, let's go ahead and dive right into it, man. How was your weekend, brother? Uh, weekend was good. Weekend was good. Uh, I think it was the... And I think this is the last time you got to do this. I think this is the last. What's that? Uh, it was the five-year anniversary of... Me and Megan's first date. Okay. So we went to the spot we went to for our first date over in Capitol Hill, Cannon. Um, I think after you get married, you the dating anniversary eventually has to fall back. I don't know. I think five is it. Uh, hmm. But did that. It was my stepsister's uh, birthday. Celebrated that. Uh, went back to Nine Pies. Went to a car meet. I had pizza three times. Cool. So let's go back to the car meet. What is that specifically? What does a car meet look like? Uh, car meet, shout out to Zach. Uh, first person I've ever run into in public who said, I like the podcast. And I was like, you listen to our podcast? <laughs> uh, so the car meet, this guy, Zach, just started a car meet. He's just like, yo, car meets are so snobby. Everybody needs a Ferrari or a Benz. I just want someone with guys who like cars. Maybe you don't have money, but you like cars. 
started a car meet. It's over in Madrona, and now the thing is huge. Like, you'll see it's got to be a couple million hours and dollars worth of cars every Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. over in the Madrona Leshai area. Hold on, are we plugging them in? Are we are we giving them a free advertisement slot right there? <laughs> no, I didn't even say what it was. I just okay. said shout out to Zach. All right. Uh, one of the, make sure, be one careful. One of the OG Sixth Ave uh, <laughs> attendees. Yeah. I just always think it's funny whenever I run into him. He's like, I used to come to Sixth Ave, and I'm like, that's <laughs> damn. I feel like an asshole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh it's fun. It's just for people to bring, you know, whatever cars they have. Uh, you know, your yeah, the Camaro was shut down the show for sure. Uh, yeah. It's just anything, anything and everything, you know. Yeah. It just it is what it sounds like. It's a car meet. People just bring their cars and meet up. <laughs> I know, man. That that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. Uh, a lot of kids there, which is always fun. It's cool. like uh. Sometimes I feel like it's just an excuse for dads, boyfriends, and husbands to <laughs> give their counterparts a break on Sunday mornings. Yeah, for sure. That's what's up, man. That's great. Yeah, what about you? How's your weekend? Man, like I said in the previous episodes, man, my weekends have been forfeited to kids. You know, it's like, <laughs> you don't even, oh, Friday has come. All right, great. What, what is Christian doing? today tomorrow and the following day bella not so much so but you know it's all about the experience exposing to as much as possible so um that is that is what our weekends consist of birthday parties play dates and um if we're lucky enough we'll like fit in an adult brunch at our spot right um what else i think we i feel like we did something on friday we did something on Friday, and I'm, I, and I'm drawing a blank on, on what it was exactly because uh, the kids stole the show. But, um, yeah, man, it was chill for the most part. I think the, uh, the daylight savings thing kind of uh, threw us all for a little bit of a uh, That's what I've heard. surprise. I, that's what I hear. I hear daylight savings with kids is a different, I feel like it's a different game. Yeah, I was a little surprised because I thought that they, like, got rid of daylight savings. They just passed the bill, but I went back and read um, that that wasn't actually going to take into effect, effect until uh, the end of this year. So this is going to be the last spring forward or whatever else they call them, man. So. Yeah, they, uh, as most things do with, uh, I think, getting the minutia through, getting all the paperwork signed, I think the daylight savings thing has passed the Senate a couple times, but they're having trouble getting it through Congress. So it's not official? Not yet. They're okay. working on it. They've been, uh, it's passed through Senate a, uh, at least a couple times. Um, they got to get it through Congress for them to agree. Um, I think they're looking for some backing. They got basically, they need people to support why we need it. I want it. I support it. You support it. I support it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, give me the give me the late night daylight for sure. Yeah, although I know in our industry it's kind of hard because sunrise at nine a.m. in December is going to be crazy. <laughs> so let me ask you a question: crazy. What, what is what does that even look like? Is that like a conservative thing? Uh, uh, is that 
does that fall under like Republican Democrat? Who who's on what side and who's trying to get the bill passed and who's fighting yeah. like hell? So like so <laughs> I was I was looking this up today because when you guys told me this morning you're like daylight savings is over, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? And I was looking it up and I was like, yo, this is the weirdest argument ever. We have two states who don't even do it because they're just like, nah. It's something that like was introduced because of World War II and like trying to increase the economy because people like to shop when there's more daylight and like people spend more money after work if it's still light out. But like, I don't know what the argument is. I don't know. I don't know what we're still doing. Like, I get it. For us, like when you talk to people in the winter, they're like, I hate daylight savings in the fall. And I'm like, I love it. Do you know what it's like to be up for four hours before the sun rises? It's terrible. But I get for like everyone else, they're like, yeah, but getting off work and it's dark as whack. I'm like, yeah, for sure. It's nothing like Donald Trump in 2024 talking about, I'm going to fight like hell to keep <laughs> daylight <laughs> savings. That's you vote did. for me and I'll make sure daylight savings never goes anywhere. You know hey, what I mean? Hey, that's going to be his. Make America great <laughs> again. It's just what his campaign is. No World War Three, no daylight savings. Stick with me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, are you are you like fully adjusted to spring forward? Or are you still kind of navigating that a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I adjusted pretty quick because I made the mistake of agreeing to go to a, a coffee and then a car meet. So yeah. I was up at 8 a.m., which felt like 7. Sure. It was a mistake. Sure. And I watched Titanic the night before, which is cool. three and a half hours of. You didn't fall asleep? No, <laughs> no. So you enjoy, because it's not the first time you've seen that movie, right? No, but it's the it's the second time as an adult I've seen it. Oh. But I wanted to see if Jack could fit on the door. Sure. Because everybody online is like, Jack could fit. Rose is an asshole. And so I wanted to see <laughs> if Jack could fit. <laughs> and he could. He could fit. He could. He could. They made one mistake. They were trying to pull at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, that's 300 pounds trying to pull a door. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, I'm at the point of my life, I think 30, when I hit 30, I had the attention span for a movie for about 30 minutes before I fell asleep. So movies now don't last. I don't care if I'm at home, at a movie theater, or somebody else's house. You're going to get about 30 minutes of engagement from me before I start snoring. Did you make it through uh, Creed 3? You know, I did. But I, there was a bet. Justine and I had a bet. <laughs> you know, because the other thing that was kind of messed up was she talked to Jazz. She talked Jazz out, out of getting the seats that are nice and reclined for the simple fact that she didn't think I would watch the movie in its full duration in one of those chairs. So we ended up in one of those little whack-ass seats that, like, force you to stay somewhat up. And so, yeah, it was kind of rigged, but, you know, to answer your question, yes, I stayed up. Uh, the whole thing. The whole thing. And, again, there was money attached to that, so I wasn't going <laughs> to lose that bet. Um, but, yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, Sunday. I, I was laying in bed. And I was like, oh, man, I got plenty of time. I don't, I don't see a client till 8 a.m. And I got up out of bed. I was like, I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, it's 7.57. Yeah. 
It's crazy. But I was I was lucky because uh, my client had already texted me earlier in the morning and said they wanted to cancel. So I was exactly because like, cool. <laughs> the only nice thing about it is that it hits everyone equally except children. Sure, yeah, but everyone else, it hits the same way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's that, man. I do feel bad for the for the young people though, because uh, fall daylight savings I support. Sure, I. There's nothing like 1.30 on a Saturday night, and you're like, ah, it's last call. And then they're like, but it's really 12.30. We got an extra hour. Let's go. <laughs> that used to be my thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, is, that is dangerous. That's it like, is dangerous. That's second to uh, New Year's Eve. It is, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is dangerous. So, uh, yeah, man, right on. Well, um, there are some, some topics. Let's go ahead and start with the Oscars. I think the biggest takeaway from the Oscars for me yeah. didn't even happen at the Oscars. Okay. It yeah. was the Knicks versus the Lakers yeah, 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 yeah. and Spike Lee yeah, and yeah. Denzel Washington front row and center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was the highlight to the Oscars for me. <laughs> yeah. Was that in, in protest to the Oscars or was that just... I don't know if it was in protest as much as it. And I mean, Spike Lee has had a, a difficult run, right? Sure. It took forever for him to get one. Mm -hmm. Denzel, obviously, second black man to win Best Actor. He's obviously. But I think they're at the point where, they're, like, for what? Like, the amount of campaigning and stuff you need to do for the Oscars, the amount of work you need to do outside of doing your actual job, like, for the Oscars, I'm sure so many people are just like, nah, this is whack. Like, was Leo there? He was. That's crazy. Because it took him so long. If it was him, I would never go to the Oscars. Yeah, Leo was there. I'd be kicking it in the ball pits or whatever he does with his 23-year-old <laughs> girlfriends and all that shit. By the way, is he wrong for dating someone half his age? No, he's wrong for dumping everyone when they turn 25. <laughs> he ain't never dated a 27-year-old in their life. That's insane. If things don't work, they don't work, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> everything has Why a, do they never turn 27? I mean, you know, That's every, insane. Every, everything in life has an expiration date, brother. The 27 Club, RIP to all the people who have never made it to 28, and Leo's dating career is the same thing. That doesn't make any sense. Sure. But I feel like at 26, 27, you start to become somewhat of an adult. <laughs> so? and I in terms of like, you know, you got to get your shit together and and Leo's not here for that. He's like, I think you should deal with that on your own. I agree, but that's a so, bad look for so him. <laughs> that's a bad look for him. You said he doesn't I, like dating adults. No, I just, I, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for him. I just think he knows what he likes, and he, you know, there's nothing better than an individual that knows what they like, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with at least eighty percent of what you just said. <laughs> What's up, man? What else? What else? I think that the big takeaway for me was Angela Bassett, man. What's up? What's up with the Oscars? Uh, I mean, yeah, that seemed like a that seemed like a big uh, takeaway from that. I think they gave that old white woman with short hair. <laughs> I don't even know Cur Curtis. Jamie what's Lee Curtis. Yeah, that's bullshit. She can kick rocks. Did you see that movie? No, I saw I saw the fuck. What was it? One of those little Nightmare on L Street. What was no, it? No, it was it was <laughs> it was everything everywhere all at once. Sure, it's it the sounds movie that stupid. Swept. It sounds stupid. It was a good movie. Swept the, swept uh, the Oscars. No, no, no. I mean, what what she what she did in Wakanda and uh, <laughs> sure, that's fair. I think one of the things that's I think I think is unfortunate about the Oscars is what they did like they're white five ten years ago. <laughs> sure, 
they added a lot of really popular movies to get us all to watch. But I don't think they take any of those movies seriously. So you watched this movie Jamie Lee Curtis uh, starred in? She did not star in it. She did not star in it. What was she a co-host? She was the or she was supporting actress. Supporting actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, but now the woman who starred in it won best actress. Sure. And that was a big deal, right? Because she's a she's yeah. an actress. Um, she's been a big Asian actress forever. Sure. I believe uh, she's I believe she's from China, um, and so she's come over here and had like. I think people in America consider a second career, but people worldwide are like, nah, she's been the shit forever. You sure. guys are just like coming in on the back end of her career. So I think a lot of people like to see her get that. Um, I think a lot of people like to see the second woman of color win Best Actress, although second woman of color winning Best Actress and being number two. I think people had issues with that. They're like, damn, there's only been two? It's her and Halle Berry? That's it? That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I think people did have a problem with Jamie Lee Curtis. I think superhero movies don't get taken too seriously, personally. Huh. Even with everything that it was tied to with Chadwick Boseman and and. Uh, I hmm. think I think what we saw with <clears throat> Heath Ledger, yeah, winning for Best Supporting posthumously, I thought that was crazy. I thought that was a step, and I don't know if it was a movement or just like a a nod. Hmm. Um, I don't think we've seen that again. And. I do think she did like a just under Heath Ledger performance, sure. maybe even tied. The difference, obviously, is the fact that he passed away. Right. Always uplifts, I think, people's performances a little bit. Yeah. But I always like the, I always like the chatter around it. That's always fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> it's always entertaining because I know the Oscars are always scrambling. Yeah, they're always being scrutinized for sure. And they should. They deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> What else? What were, what, are, what were some other big takeaways takeaways for you? Uh, you know, from the Oscars, I don't usually see a lot of the movies that like take awards, so it was nice. It was easy for me, having seen everything everywhere mm -hmm. all at once. Since that swept so many of the awards, yeah. it was um, easy for me to follow, follow along with. Yeah, Just to be like, yo, okay, this is the first time I've seen something that swept so many of the things. Yeah. That was fun. Um, seeing the dude who was a supporting actor in that was a child actor from one of the Indiana Jones movies. Mm -hmm. That was kind of fun seeing him as like a 50 year old man, yeah. Uh, reuniting with uh Harrison Ford, that was kind of cool. Um, some of the jokes about Will Smith, love that. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel's good at his job, yeah, he's really good because I mean, I think the Oscars in general. The fact that we always talk about after parties, that the Oscars are so bland. Yeah. I think the the host has to do a lot of work. Yeah, yeah for sure. I don't think they get enough uh, recognition for the type of work they got to prepare for on, on such a big a big night like the Oscars. Right. Yeah. I feel like they got to be exciting and vanilla at sure. the same time, which is yeah. kind of a hard line to toe. Totally. Absolutely. Well, yeah, man, I, you know, <laughs> for me, the, the highlights, like I said earlier, were... Um, Spike Lee and uh, Denzel yeah. and the Lakers game. And Support that. And Angela Bassett losing to some white woman that I didn't think was deserving of the uh, supporting cast award. Um, but again, man, I, I don't have any real big expectations for the Oscars and the, the uh, individuals that are making those decisions in regards to who wins what and kind of going from there. So Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. it's a... Uh 
Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh. Yeah, man. So, um, what about KD, bro? I'm gonna I'm gonna switch switch topics a little bit. What about KD going through his warm up lines and what looked to be snapping his ankle, man? Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. Sure. Um, especially because I don't think I've ever seen someone roll their ankle at that low of an effort. Yeah. Like, even when people were like, oh, he hurt his ankle in layup lines. I'm like, barely. He was walking. Like, you ever seen, like, on a Friday or Saturday night, you see someone uh, walking in heels and you just see their ankle just go? Yeah. You're like, well, that makes sense. They're six inches off the ground. I don't have any idea how his ankle did that. Yeah. It just, like, he was chilling. He was just cruising, and it just gave out. You see how he got up immediately? You knew it, it was like, if it would if it had been the first time he had did something like that and he didn't have, like, a laundry list of injuries, yeah. he might have stayed on the ground. But he's like, hold on, man, I'm in, that, I'm, in, I'm in Phoenix for the first week. Yeah. Let me hurry up and get my ass up off to yeah. <laughs> and, and act as if it doesn't hurt. But <laughs> I mean, those guys know the thing that, those guys, the athletes don't get bad. Sure. They get old. Yeah, you're right. And that's what you're watching with him. I think you're seeing it with Steph. You're seeing it with LeBron. Yeah. Um, and I think that's always in the back of their head. They're just like, when they, like, yo, let me, like, why did LeBron finish that game? Yeah. It's because he's like, like, he didn't need to finish that game when he hurt his foot. <laughs> he's just like, nah, they're not going to act like I'm, I'm getting old, but they are. Yeah. And it's, you know, whatever. You can't, father time's undefeated. That's what they say. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's wild, man. Um, and I think the reports are out now that he'll be back here in the next few weeks before the playoffs. Yeah, it was, it's longer than I thought, right? Right. Because you've rolled your ankle like that. Yeah. Tie it up, go out. Yeah. Five days max. Yeah, but I'm also not seven foot. And True. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 197 pounds. <laughs> Leave that man alone, man. <laughs> Leave that man alone. He got to... I've seen that man in person. He not he not as slight as he looks. <laughs> I still got the Mavs, man. When taking it all. Yeah, <laughs> that'll I, be a subject for another time, man. I, I get it. We disagree. No, I mean, I just yeah, I would. It you know injuries play a big part, right? Because the Suns look so good, but like if you're always, if you're a KD and like we see KD get injured, right? Yeah. We see CP3 get injured. Yeah. Let's just imagine they both get injured. That's not out of the cards. So you're right. And if that happens, that's a totally different team. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. But yeah, I would I would love to see it. I love both the guys on the Mavs. I love uh, I love the way they dribble the air out of the ball. <laughs> it's not basketball, Pierce basketball, but it looks good to me. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. What's up, man? Tell me, tell me a little bit about, or a lot of bit about, what's going on in Silicon Valley, man. Oh yeah, I, I so, heard there was some bank. I don't know, so pretty this, big deal. This is kind of. I thought this was interesting because uh, my client uh, Sif, uh, she hit me up on Friday and she was like, "You guys don't bank with SVB, right?" And I was like. What is SVB? I'm like, Scott Van Belts? Like, I'm just like, what is she talking about? Sure. Um, and I guess because a lot of small businesses bank with them. So she was concerned immediately, right? Especially as an accountant, that's just like, 
what they deal with, right. um, what she deals with. Um, and it seems like every three hours after that, uh, more dominoes fell. So what, like, it really sounds like to me is that uh, Silicon Valley Bank was the 16th largest bank in the country. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like their risk management was just a little bit out of control. Like yeah. what they were, like it sounds like they were taking money. Um, they had a lot of money from a lot of uh, startups, a lot of small businesses, a lot of uh, tech companies. And it sounds like they were taking the money and instead of investing things where they could get the money back right away, right? Like uh, 30 day uh, bonds, they were doing a lot of like one, three year bonds, which right. means the money wasn't easily accessible. But they were also like low interest rate, right? For for customers? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. So that's the benefit and that's kind of how they appealed to um, customers to use them, yeah. right? Um, so what that also meant is a lot of customers had above the FDIC 250K threshold in the bank. So right. they're saying it's 250K. I think I read like Mark Cuban had like 12 mil in yeah. there, even yeah. though you know it's only insured up to 250. Correct. Um, and it sounds like what happened is like once people caught wind of it, um, people just started pulling out. And, you know, I think I listened to someone who was like one of the best things. One of the reasons banks have big lobbies is so there's never a line outside the bank. When there's a line outside the bank, people panic. Right. And one of the things in the new world is just the line outside the bank is not physical. It's just a group chat like she texted me being like, yo, are you guys in this bank? Everyone in the tech world was doing that. So right. everyone pulled out their money at the same time. Right. The you know second biggest bank failure in US history. Absolutely. Um, and that's just, you know, I think a thing that's a little different than, you know, we've got a 20th, 20th century infrastructure, but we got 21st century technology for communication. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think that uh, blew it up. Now, the next steps, I don't know what's going to happen, right? We're talking about insuring people, um, selling off stuff, you know. I was a member of Washington Mutual when right. they went under. Mm -hmm. And Chase took over all their stuff, right? right. Uh, so I'll be curious to see what happens, right? Because, <coughs> you know, I think the topic that people are always curious about is, like, how come when I fail as a person, right, and me failing as a person could just be getting sick sure. and going into debt. How come no one bails me out? Right. But when, like Mark Cuban as a great example, how come a guy with $3 billion, you'll bail out his $12 million? He doesn't need $12 million if he has $3 billion. Right. You'll bail him out. But I need that 20000 that I use for medical payments. Right. That's going to ruin my life. And it just kind of feels, I think as like a statement case for um, people kind of feel like it's a bail out the rich situation. Sure. No, absolutely. I mean, I spent the weekend talking to our financial advisors about if, you know, who we're banking with and are we okay? And are, you know what I mean? Just asking a lot of the questions from a scarcity standpoint Yeah. and making sure that the business was protected and all of its finances that were associated to the banks or banks that we, uh, we bank with. And then also just having additional questions from a personal uh, business standpoint, you know, person, just personal um, finances and making sure that 
Am I okay at J.P. Morgan? Am I okay at Wells Fargo? Sure. Do I need to uh, pull money out? Do I need to consider other um, uh, decisions, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was reassured through our financial advisors that you'll be fine. These are more, you know, concrete banks that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have been doing it for a really long time, and so you'll be fine, but... But yeah, I think everybody felt it, whether it was just from a personal standpoint or from a professional standpoint, if you're in business or whatnot. So uh, yeah, it was wild to see, man, in the 21st century to see such a large bank collapse yeah. in, the, in the fashion that it did. Also just, you know, hearing some of the new information that has come out about the founder, the CEO, and what they were doing weeks prior to the collapse of the bank and, you know, selling off as much of their stocks and whatnot. Uh, and then also just how much money they lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's insane. So, yeah, um, I think I, s I read something yesterday that said on Friday, people were pulling out. I want to say people were pulling out one million per second <coughs> for 10 hours straight, mm -hmm. which is a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a. Uh, crazy situation but also always brings up the like yeah you bail out mark cuban or you bail out somebody who has a lot of money are you bailing them out or are you bailing all the but, people they employ out but but you you understand in theory why it works the way in which it works the bank or ba the bailing them out bailing out somebody like mark cuban right absolutely because right. let's i mean you're in a not the exact same position right but like if if you go under, right. you don't go under. Yeah. And like people are like, oh, yeah, well, that's too bad for Robel and Christian and Bella and Justine. Yeah, well, it's also too bad for Philip and yeah. Megan and Tyler. Right. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not a four-person thing. Right. If something happens to you, it's sure. a 30-person thing. Absolutely. And these are much larger companies, right, even if they're only 75 people. Right. So, yeah, I, I get both sides for sure. Yeah. And that's how the wealthy are able to yeah, absolutely maintain their wealth. Absolutely, because yeah, if you are the person, you're not pitching. Well, I need that twelve million. What you're pitching is, yo, that's payroll right. for six years. Sure. Those people are going to be on the street. Yeah, because yeah. big businesses function on margin, right? And yeah, so, for sure, <laughs> if if my margin is off even by a little bit, I'm going to our our contributions to society and you know, stim stimulating the uh, economy, right, through employment and uh, what, you know, product and service and whatnot is also going to be affected. If I'm affected, if my bottom line's affected, everybody's going to feel it. And right. so instead of feeling that, right, because from an economic standpoint, the rest of the United States will feel that impact, they get bailed out, whether that's the airline industry, the banking, Wall Street, the housing market, yep. billionaires, so on and so forth you know it's 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 a a very old method that has been used um you know before long before our time and it's going to continue to be exercised even after or during the pandemic you know you saw some of the biggest businesses take the biggest hits and um they were able to get bailed out and take the money that they made uh, or or were able to receive in the bailout and still do the thing that they were going to do, and that was lay off a shit ton of people. Absolutely, yeah. And then use that money 
as an indicator for their profit. Right. Their margin. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then once the there was a little bit of an e- economic rise, they were going to go ahead and slowly start to hire and do the thing that they normally do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's a tough situation, and it'll always get, I think, caught up in the minutia and of. Uh, uh, politics, right? Because people will always, they can always flip it to whatever, kind of, you can flip it to whatever interest you want, right? Sure. You just find the person in charge who aligns with something you don't like or something you do like, right? And then pe- that just gets uh, kind of away from kind of what's important. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I know that just taking this conversation a little deeper, it, it goes away from what happened with Silicon Valley and in the banking uh, system there. Um, but <coughs> just from an individual standpoint, it, I think people since the pandemic and, and now you're starting to see the collapse of banks and, um, and whatnot, this is a great opportunity for people to make a decision in their lives in regards to, are they going to continue to do the thing where they work a set amount of hours um, towards someone else's dream? Or are they going to allocate some time to start to work towards um, their own personal dreams, right? And becoming an entrepreneur and, and doing the thing, right? Because it's, everything functions from uh, positive and negatives, right? And mm-hmm. if your business is doing well, the business is gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna give you the 401k, it's gonna do the thing that it does for the employees. And the moment the business starts to um, do the thing where it's starting to be affected in a, in a negative, in a negative way, you start to lay people off and, yep. and X, Y, and Z. And I think yep. it's a great opportunity now for, for this next generation of individuals to closely monitor that and say, Hey, this is, I've got to ask myself, do I want to go into business for myself and, uh, take on all the risk, right? Yeah. Or do <clears throat> I work for someone else and get the plush, uh, incentives and, uh, you know, the thing that, you know, sweetens the deal, whether it's healthcare and, and whatnot, and still potentially get laid off right a year or two or three down the road, right? And it's a it's a great opportunity for people to ask themselves that question. Are there ideas, are there things that they uh w- wanna do and do they see themselves working for themselves, right? And and um I think yeah, man, if if you've never considered it, this is the time to start considering whether or not you want to go into business for yourself. Yeah, and I think that's something, uh, I think, um, obviously, millennials are this bridge, I think, personally, right? They're not doing 30, 40 years at one company, right? They're switching a little bit more. We've even talked about this. Like, you see some people in the tech field, like, part of their holding firm to raises is leaving, and then the company bringing them back at a higher rate, maybe two years later, three years later. But I think Gen Z is even taking it, like, a next level where they're just, like, they're not even trying to piecemeal uh, the same thing together, right? And I think you'll see, like, just like millennials are different from uh, baby boomers, I think you'll see Gen Z do one thing, and then, uh, you know, you'll see, it'll be interesting to see what the next generation with, like, Christian and Bella, like, what their generation looks like at uh, 21, 25, 30, right? I, like I, I have no idea what it's going to look like, but yeah. I know what we're doing right now looks nothing like what my dad was doing at 35. Yeah, or what we were doing at 15. Right. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. It's changed significantly. So, 
Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, and you know, I think that there will be a lot of change in the next decade. Yeah, um, that will force people to have to adjust, and if yeah. not, you will get left. As always, adjust or get left behind. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It's no it's, choice. it's like the medical field, right? You remember? I mean, I probably wasn't around, but when paper charting was a thing. And then the transitioning from yeah. paper charting to electronic charting. Yeah. And now doctors having to dictate um, and uh, electronically dictate what it is that they want to give their their patients. Yeah. And it's like, why can't I just give them the medicine, you know, and write it down on a piece of paper? And um, it was it was it was it was tough for a lot of people. And you notice that just people just sped up their retirement. Five ten years. Yeah, you saw that during the pandemic a lot. They're like, yeah. "Here's the change," and people are like, "I'm out." <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man. Well, uh, I don't feel sorry for Silicon Valley, and and uh, I don't wish you the best. <laughs> it is unfortunate for everybody that was affected by it, but that's what greed. That's what greed looks like. I, th- I mean. I think when uh, I think part of economics is that they have to play out genuinely. Sure. Right. You know, like as a as a parent, what you got to think: what would happen if you just let your kids do whatever they wanted with no repercussions? Yeah. yeah. Like it might make your day to day a little bit better, mm-hmm. but then you're going to be looking at adults that you're just like, man, I wish I had figured this out when they were younger because I did them a disservice to make my life easier. Yeah. I think economics are similar. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and you got to figure out, you got to kind of balance like, God, man, how are we going to do this so we don't punish the little people, but so we don't just let the people on top just get away with whatever they want yeah. with no repercussions, right? Just taking big risk with, because it's not a big risk if you can always get bailed out, right? Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, man. Any updates on Ja Morant? No. Um, hopefully we'll have something by next time. It seems like he's trying to figure out his life. Uh, he just checked into counseling the other day. Uh, honestly, I feel like just check back on the Grizzlies next year, right? <laughs> like nothing's gone well for him since he said he's not worried about the West. What should be a lesson to him? Don't jinx it. I don't care if you don't believe in jinxing, man. That shit be real. He said he wasn't worried about the West. They, tr- The West got like three Hall of Famers in the next two weeks. And his life, I don't want to say it fell apart. It didn't. But like things have happened. And like I'm checking in for them next year and the year after that. They'll be, they'll be fine. The <laughs> guys you- our age are falling apart. So he'll be fine. Yeah, they have they have quickly been a team that I'm I'm starting to hate even more and more every day. Dylan yeah, Brooks. That's not Jaw's fault. That's Dylan Brooks. Sure. I think also the last thing I read on the Jaw Morant situation is that if he doesn't get any any consideration for All NBA this upcoming year, he could lose up to thirty million dollars. He could. Right. That's the Clay Thompson situation. Right. Whew. They got to fix that though. Change that in the next CBA. That shouldn't be up to writers. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we will keep you guys posted on the... Uh, Stay tuned for April John Morant updates. Just be aware of the April Fool's jokes. Yo, be aware of the April 1st. When you see John Morant <laughs> up for unanimous, blah, blah. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> be aware. What did you think of the strip club that released all the footage of him being in there? And him <laughs> just by himself. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, they they hedged their bet. I think they decided that they would take $100,000 from TMZ and risk never getting money from a Anyone. rich person ever again. Yeah, yeah. Because that's also what you pay for when you're in a strip club and your name is John Moran is you get a little bit of, like... Privacy. Yeah. Sure. But they paid. They decided that we're in Denver. We're not worried about it. Sure. And maybe they looked at their books. It could be a million things. They could have looked at, yo, I owe 250 They could have just looked at the history of NBA players coming here is nothing. But they hedged their bet. Yeah. And maybe they made a good financial decision, but they made a bad business decision. Yeah, I would have at least given John an opportunity to counter before Ooh, I made that decision. That's a good point. That's a good point. Right. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. In business, man. Same. Negotiation. Same. You got to be able to let everybody negotiate. There's a bidding war, if there, but you don't. You don't give yourself the opportunity to do a bidding war when you, when you um, choose not to involve. Touche. Yeah. So. Touche. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, shit. Is there anything else you want to touch on tonight? I think that's it. Yeah. I think y'all gonna see us next week. Uh, it's been real. Stay tuned. We wanna. We got some stuff to talk about next week that I'm kind of excited about. I know Rebel's going to be excited about. I don't even know if he knows what it is yet, but I'm excited about it. Stay tuned next week. It's going to be fun. Hey, that is what it is. All right. In closing, this is not the song that I was looking to play, but you can't go wrong, Sade. Let me let me find the song, man. Let me find <laughs> the song for y'all real quick. Oh, this is it. This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one. This one my dentist plays. Really? Yeah. How old is your dentist? Uh, She's probably 38, 40. Well, thank you for another episode. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to close out with some Sade. And also, I want to give an opportunity to give a huge shout-out to the biggest blessing of my life. April 14th, 2022, changed my life forever. Bella, I love you, girl. Thank you for everything. The greatest gift a man could ever receive is a family. A family, man. You gave me that, Bella, and I love you for that. Justine, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I love you so much. Thank you for everything that you've been able to do. A true tennis, a true testament to what a woman is. Christian, listen, man. You may not understand it now because you're only five years old, but you taught me what it was to be a father before I had an opportunity to be a father to Bella. And I love you for that. I thank you for that, man. I look forward to being in your guys' life for as long as God will allow me to be a vessel. Justine, I'm going to be in your life for as long as God will allow me to be a vessel in your life. Till next time, I can't wait to hear you guys soon. I don't even know what I'm saying right now because I'm caught up in a lot of emotion. But till next time, peace and love, Two Truths Podcast. My name is Robel, and that is Phil. Till next time, peace and love.